0: What's going on, good people? Rich here.
1: Right here. And I ain't scared. A bitch got preguntas, okay? (laughs) Welcome to episode seven. Chilling, okay? Uh, We got (laughs) y'all. What's up, everybody? What's up, Rich?
0: Chilling, chilling, chilling. No pun intended. Um, (laughs)
1: Literally.
0: Yeah. It it was a... I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this episode... Mainly because I feel like women appreciated this episode a lot more.
1: Absolutely. Certain aspects
0: uh, this- of this. Obviously, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, I'm going to get right into oh, it. But ahead. I know there are certain aspects about it. Obviously, you have the uh, homage to Waiting to Excel.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, very women-centered because even the way, well, I'll, we'll talk about it more, but even the way men have their moments like that is nowhere near the same. There's not as much thought and preparation that goes into it. Um, so it was really dope to see that, but I, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on what you, you know, how you took the episode in and you probably noticed things that I didn't even pick up on.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I loved this episode, uh, for those very reasons, it was definitely an ode to waiting to exhale, uh, just from the conversations, from the calling of the exes and the stopping the calling of the exes. Um, the dancing, it was just about being drunk with your girls in a pajama party at home where you thought you were going out for a girl's night slash what was New Year's and waiting to exhale. But, um, it was a good episode, uh, start to finish. I can see why Issa was saying these last few are her favorites. So if they're going to give this feeling, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, this episode was directed by Amy Anobi.
1: Yes, our flautist.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talked about her um, in episode one. And she's been a writer for this uh, show since day one, really. And just to see her um, direct this episode, like you said, very women centered. And it's probably the last episode we'll get of all four of them with that much screen time together. Um, Obviously, I think we'll see them, the four of them together before this series ends. And not a whole episode centered around it um so it was really good to kind of see it. It, it you kind of felt like a hurrah for that for for that uh quartet should i say
1: yes yes going um, out with a bang
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so girls night in girls
1: wow. night in supposed to be it. girls night out
0: yeah you supposed to be girls night out ended up being a girls night in and i just felt watching it just from my perspective i It was easy to get everything flowing Mm -hmm. and get all of these truths and uh, reservations and, you know, thoughts that you've had on your mind about X, Y, Z. It's easy to get that stuff out because you feel comfortable. You're with the people you love. You're in an environment you feel safe in. All of that kind of flowed on camera. Mm -hmm. Tell me how accurate this was to a girl's night.
1: (laughs) It was extremely accurate, even if it's not just girls, even if it's, uh, yeah, I have a couple of, uh, coed friend groups that our sleepovers would look very much like what we saw, um, Sunday night on Insecure. Ah, uh, you know, a little Zaza, some drink, <laughs> <laughs> some business and some random ass games. It's a good time. I'm here for, I actually am in desperate need of one of those nights.
0: You know, that's funny because that's been a constant thing that I've been hearing from women who watch the episode, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's text messages. Like I really need, you know, a lot of women, I really need a night like that, a girl's night. It feels like everybody's just kind of exhausted and just kind of needs to be around some love, release, and the whole nine.
1: Right. Uh, I back.
0: need to feel some
1: love tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be shout around to some Mitch. love.
0: Shout out to Mitch. Shout out to <laughs> uh Speaking of, you mentioned the Zai. Shout out to all the joint rollers out there. Um, but
1: no soggy
0: ones. No soggy ones. I'm talking about the official joint rollers. <laughs> like Not the cones. That's cheating. We talking about good old tips and paper. Um, it's a very select few of us um
1: you have to be meticulous
0: you do you do you really do it's a it's a lost art form and when you roll a good joint there's no better feeling like it because people are in awe because it's not something you see every day
1: exactly um, and you know yeah. what a former <clears throat> quote-unquote partner of mine
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> a former partner of mine says you know what it's about the um uh, the ritual of it all that's yeah. that make that takes your experience higher yeah and you know while people appreciate a pre-roll here and there but it does take away from the ritual of of the experience so shout out to all the uh to all the ritualists
0: yeah shout out man <laughs> Shout out, to the tribe out there because it does it takes a lot of work perfecting that that craft over the years
1: it does shout um, out to y'all
0: yeah, but one thing that I noticed, like I said, I, I touched on it. I'm always amazed by the countless ways that women just get creative about opening up with your feelings. Like the, that girl's name, like I said, you have games. Yeah, they're taking pictures of natural beauty. Shout out to Kelly for taking. Shout stuff. out to Kelly.
1: Kelly is me because.
0: hundred percent. That's the first thing I thought. If that's that was real life, Rachel. Rachel would have done that in dead <laughs> ass minute. Like. First thing
1: I, I love
0: thought, myself. Yeah, I'm, so I'm beautiful. Yeah, I, I saw that immediately. I saw Rachel. Um, questions in a hat. Fat, random, random question for you. Do you own a fitted? Me? Yeah, do you own a fitted? I'm just curious. Me? <laughs> yeah, I know you do, you know, right? Do
1: I own a fitted? Yes. Um, I have some random Ohio State hats um i'm not really a hat girl um i might got some niggas fitted somewhere laying around here but like me owning <laughs> them it's the same with hoop shorts no i've never purchased any <laughs> but somehow they're here i don't know
0: <laughs> respect respect i just got a chuckle out of that and every time i saw that hat being shaken around I'm like i can just seeing Issa, and it wasn't even a snapback it was just regular fitted i'm like when would Issa wear that I, I, I mean she
1: still has that subscription to lids
0: so yeah, she, she does she, she admits as, as much um <laughs> molly should be higher on your shit list by the way because she's never seen love jones
1: listen molly is not real molly never been to the beach till she was grown she never seen love jones what is going on with y'all with y'all's girl
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with her. But like I said, going back, y'all just have a real good way and natural way of just kind of playing these games and getting stuff out. And I just think of guys night. Like, you know what I mean? Our version of that is like, hey, y'all trying to go watch the game. You know what I mean? We don't have, where we plan out, we're going to come over and have game night or, you know, we might play the game or we might be going to watch the game. And that's pretty much our fellowship in a sense. Like, we don't have these. I guess, planned activities. Not even really dinner as a group. It was just kind of odd, but it, it just shows... Really? Yeah, like, for the, I think for the most part, um, you know, you have your... As, I'm talking about as a group, not one-on-one setting. You know what yeah. I'm Might be a couple times where, you know, you link up, you know what I'm saying, grab some food or whatever the case may be, but there's four or five of us, you know, we should plan a dinner.
1: That's so crazy because that's literally... Um... My thing to do with my girls like every weekend, okay, where are we going? <laughs> Let's right, get right. dressed, you know. Shout out to Seven No More, <laughs>
0: yeah. and that, listen, that could be a very isolated thing. I could, it could be a lot of uh guys out there listening, like, yo, me and my crew get together all the time. My like, shout out to y'all, like, that's what's up. <laughs> but it's just one thing, like I said, it's just, I don't know, it's just you have the same fellowship and you end up getting food, wing, whatever you want to do after watching the game and the whole nine. It's just Like I say, it it was eye opening the differences between how intentional going to what a quote Molly said, that be intentional with the ones you love um, versus how like more. When we open up about stuff like that, it's kind of just we've reached our breaking point. We got to get it off our chest. You know what I mean? We got somebody or we're really going through it and we got to get some advice. It's never like just natural, you know.
1: Organic.
0: Yeah, I mean, or maybe it's that maternal thing between women and just knowing and
1: right. But also note they hadn't gotten together as a foursome in quite some time. Yeah, and they made more- note like they were doing they were getting together and being intentional about making sure that Molly felt good, you know, taking her mind off of the struggles with her mother. So um part of that, because life does get in the way, and you know shit happens and we see that uh we've seen that this entire season but I think they were conscious of saying you know we haven't gotten together it's been some months since the three of us have or the four of us have just really really hung out and it's a real life, life shit going on so shout out to them for showing up and putting that night together whether it went according to plan or not it was still a cool little it was still a cool little night
0: those are the best nights those are the best ones and it just shows, regardless, male or female, it's, it's special and important to have a group, you know, that gets you, you know, that understands you. I, I know we've been quoting Hove a lot throughout this season. Ain't it's nothing like somebody that gets you. Baby, and
1: maybe I, I get you.
0: You feel me? Like, it just, that's a. I <laughs> I just spe-
1: tweeted that the other day. Oh, for real? <laughs> I did.
0: Great minds. Great <laughs> minds. Um, but no, nah, it really is. When you just walk in the room and not say anything, and you, you have a group that just knows exactly how you're feeling um that's rare and that's important and you it saw throughout this episode and I thought that was just really dope so shout out to everybody out there getting together with their crews men women alike like i said shout out to all the fellas we do link it just ain't as intentional as the women yeah, i think that's gotta get that be together. like overall you yeah i'm mean?
1: here for it yeah, but, yeah. so um, let's jump in um one thing that i noticed the first thing that i noticed and we had kind of spoken on it or Uh, inquired about it in the previous episode was, is Issa still managing uh, this property? And we see very clearly that she is still the property manager. Um, Mm -hmm. But this was our first deep dive into the entire apartment, I guess, or, or spending so much time there. And it was interesting that they talked about that on the wind down too because we don't see, we've never seen this much of Issa's place. Mhm- i thought I thought that was cool uh not, and while uh, it's it's come a long way from uh the dunes apartment, even just with the things she's collected, so we see uh her changes style changes. Tiffany told her for the first time she liked her shoes <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: so little That's progress, not- little progress it's going a long way,
0: right, absolutely. It's a spot is nice, it was nice the view of it and just kind of, I guess, out of the four throughout the seasons, you know, Issa never really had something like that to invite people over to. Mm-hmm. Kind of have nights like that, and we saw it a little bit when we, you know, when we, uh, when they were doing self care Sundays. But the way she has it decorated, the way it just feels more like a home, and Issa's on right. top.
1: It's so. definitely a grown up place.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's dope to see. um one thing that I wanted to kind of just touch on briefly was them bringing up the topic of leaving your support group. Um, Tiffany talked about they might be moving to Denver. And I think that's really important. I think it's that plays a big role, I think, more than people know when people are making decisions on whether they're going to leave whatever city they're in, their hometown, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't really – know if they can go to another city and survive and what they would do without that support group. She mentioned, you know, what if I have another kid? What if I get depressed again? What were your thoughts when you, you know, when they touched on that topic?
1: That shit was real as hell. So uh, for those who don't know me, you know, I'm from Toledo. The mud. Um, From (laughs) there, went to school there um, and then I moved. So I've been out of Ohio for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got on a plane with two suitcases
0: <laughs> and cool. it was
1: uh, essentially seek or swim, you know? Um, so luckily I was going to a, a, a familial pond at first. <laughs> um, and then I navigated to Charlotte. I've been in Charlotte nine years now. Um, I love the family the community that I've been able to build here. But that first year, maybe first couple years, it was rough uh being away from my parents who were never more than 10 minutes away from me when I lived on campus, you know. Right. Um, my friends who were just a quick drive up the turnpike or down twenty three to see whomever, you know, or upset down seventy five. Um to now I'm seven hours. Now I'm nine hours from everything that I've known and everything that was comfortable to me. And I'm alone. So I felt Tiffany when she was like, this shit is scary. Um, And, and I don't have any, thankfully I don't have any children to think of um, in that capacity. Um, leaving the nest is hard. And, and you think, okay, you go off to college, unless you're going cross country, you still a little bit in the nest, but
0: yeah, real
1: that grown up move with your husband, with your child, or even just by yourself, uh, like me, um, it's real. And it's something different. It, it's not the same, especially into your 30s, because it's hard to make adult friends. <laughs> no,
0: nah, that's that, that's that would be my biggest concern. Like, yeah. I, I'm not trying to be bothered by anyone you know what
1: i mean so that no that's a very real thing and then trying to marry um your new friends and new life with your dogs it's different uh and thankfully all my people seem to get along seem to like each other <laughs> um because that that's a thing too you know if we were getting another season it would be interesting to see kelly uh interacting with tiffany's denver friends and tiffany's denver life you know because bitch that's my best friend who are you and and that's the thing
0: (laughs) right and that point and it was um they even showed that in this episode when why you why didn't you tell me like kelly Mm -hmm. got defensive Mm -hmm. and i just love how tiffany handled it i mean she was honest like if i said it then it meant that makes it real then it
1: means it's real
0: and that's that's
1: some shit for your ass not just in that scenario But how many times have you said to yourself, if I say it out loud, it's real? And if I say this out loud, I have to follow through on it. I put it in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Keep it to yourself (laughs) as long as you can.
0: Yeah, no, I'm a big component of that. Like, I get it. I get it. So just love that scene and just love how vulnerable. Like I said, I know, obviously, that you've been living in Charlotte for so long. So I know you have a different perspective on that so definitely appreciate that so let's just roll into east's conversation about closure okay um,
1: it's a scam all
0: right glad you said that because I, I do agree i think that people look for closure all the time and in, in, for lack of better terms traumatic situations
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if nothing else that i've learned in life and listen sometimes things happen you ain't gonna get no explanation for it you got to keep pushing. Like you can't sit there and hope for closure, or tell yourself that closure is what you need to move on. When, in all actuality, all you do, all you need to do is move on.
1: All you um, need to do is move on. That's,
0: Here's that's a tie. Like that's a that's that last tie to whatever you like still tugging at, and it can it can have a lot of control over it if you let it.
1: And you can. Here is the only way closure works. If you don't seek it. If you go back and say, well, I just need to say, I just need to get this off. I need to do this. I need to handle it in this. You owe me X, Y, Z. Then you're not looking for closure. You're just looking for um, a way to extend the relationship, extend the conversation, bring it back. Closure is when you completely let that thing go. Um, if it's never speaking to that person. Blocking them and not unblocking them just to tell them that they were blocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that job quitting the second, third. But if they come back, how it, years later and whatnot? Like, hey, you know what? My bad. That's that's the closure that works. Otherwise, you have to find peace in whatever decision it is that you made. It some fuck shit. That's on them. That's not on you to carry. Like, oh, you a fucked up ass nigga. Oh, you a fried ass friend? Wow, big bet. Peace, like
0: <laughs> that's real. Uh, gotta let it go.
1: You gotta let it go, cause people are crazy. Um, and people, no matter how close you are, you you may nece- not necessarily see things the same way. Um, and it just is what it is. You know, that's my approach to everything, which may or may not be healthy, but it is what it is. <laughs>
0: I mean that's kind of that's life. It is what it is. I mean, I, I'm the right person to kind of counteract that because that's the same way I look at things too. What's meant to happen, always does. So, that's it. Um, quick conversation about the Tiffany had a quote in this episode about the smart choice versus the right choice, mm-hmm. and it only has to make sense to you. And I saw on on the bird, as you affectionately call it, some people <laughs> were debating that, and they were saying that's a cop out, and you should always make the smart, uh, the smart choice versus the right choice. The whole whatever they were getting into. What did you think about that quote?
1: Um, he. So I sat with that, um, for well, for quite some time because what's smart and right to me may not be smart and right to you. I felt what Tiffany was saying, um, but I also feel the commentary like usually okay, that's a cop out to do some dumb shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know this is some nut shit. Um but if it makes you happy, uh then it is what it is. I don't know. I I don't know if I always make the smart choice or um the right choice. Very seldom do I regret it. Um and I try to approach life from a no regret situation because you did what the fuck you wanted to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, just uh, how you was feeling at the time.
1: That's how you felt at the time. So whether you got your desired result, it is what it is. You did that shit. You wanted to, you did it. Um, I, I kind of felt Tiffany, I'm low-key more on Tiffany's side. Not that I want uh Issa and Lawrence together, but I also know what it feels like. That's your nigga. <laughs> That's still your man.
0: So Yeah, and I am a big, you know, I'm a big advocate for doing things that make sense to you. I, I think that you don't have to make moves based off of what others are saying or how they think you should make them, obviously doing what's for you. Now, be smart about it. And obviously, I think all of the, you know her friends were in her ear, like, yo, you made the right choice.
1: And you, she did. He's
0: still struggling. Happen. Um but at the end of the day, Issa's got to live with those choices. So she can't make it and, and look back like she's doing now. Look mm-hmm. back at the situation and say, Dang, did I make the right one? You know, when you start guessing, you just gotta kind of make that decision. And we'll we'll talk we'll touch on that phone call later on in the episode. <laughs> we do get a brief update with Molly and Torian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Molly's feeling Torian.
1: And she is. She went to the other room to take she's the feeling. phone call. She's giggling, very personable.
0: Um, is she feeling Torian or is she feeling the way she's feeling if that makes any
1: sense I think that she's
0: mm. like that's a new didn't see it coming type of and it's still a lot of mystery there like she said they're both like they're at that line and neither one of them wants to cross it so I think part of that might be the excitement of it or do you think it's really like all right, Torian might work out because I'm rooting for him at this point
1: be a funny little thing I think she's intrigued by him um I think that he gave her an emotional a support that was genuine that we've not seen her receive for real for real um not begrudgingly like back in season one where she drunkenly showed up to Jared like okay I'm a decent human I'm not gonna send you packing in the wee hours of the morning drunk you know um Dro, he came to her rescue, quote-unquote, that she didn't need rescuing from, and she was acting an ass over her parents' 30-year-old infidelity. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, we both both didn't like that.
1: um, But he also wanted to fuck, so (laughs) I can't think of where else. Well, Andrew genuinely cared about Molly, so, I mean, that's the last time we've seen her receive genuine concern um, from someone. So I think that she likes that feeling. And again, Torian checks all the boxes. So I think she'll let herself be intrigued by it maybe more than she would normally because again, he fits the description.
0: What do you think about Drew calling Molly?
1: I, nigga, I told you Dro was gonna call Molly. Run the tape back.
0: <laughs> now, I gotta give you your props Not only did you say that You said it's gonna be on some checking on your mom shit
1: Nigga I know these Niggas Hello <laughs> Rachel I that- am not new to this <laughs> I'm true to this game Do you hear me Yo, you I knew truth. that nigga was gonna call
0: You the truth man that's all I gotta say Um can't wait to see how that's gonna unfold in the next couple episodes or she, she or, gonna call his
1: ass back too
0: or do you think that this was just a shout out to these characters as a like a you know we just want to bring them up in reference but we're probably not gonna see him again same thing with Daniel like I know I had been mentioning about um, if they were gonna bring Daniel back for camp for a cameo and was this, just this their way of mentioning Daniel making sure the audience remembers that he exists which you know Um, obviously, everybody have
1: to finance Daniel. Um, Um,
0: but as everybody knows from the early seasons, but do you think they're coming back, or what do you think about it?
1: I don't know. Now that you say that, I think that could have been just their callback, you know, like, oh, okay, these people existed. Um, I hate that I would like to see Dro. Only because I would like to see pregnant Candace um, and how Molly navigates that. Is this call to check on your mom and then to invite you to this baby shower? Like, what does that look like? Um, The only reason we would see Daniel is if maybe he popped up at um, Issa's art walk or something. Uh, Because mind you, he didn't even come to the block party. So um, I, I, I don't think we see Daniel. But maybe we see draw. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I think that answers a question. I think that's the answer we had, uh, a question that we had earlier on in the season. And when I heard the names, I'm like, all right, then. I think that's, that's the callback, like you said. Yeah, um, and
1: shout out to everybody wanting to secretly fuck Daniel.
0: Once again, sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what the girl said. Nigga, Kelly said, uh... <laughs> Stop throwing it in our faces. I was starting to feel like Lawrence in here.
0: (laughs) Hey, that was comedy, though. And a low blow. Come on, man. Chill. Let my man... And
1: a low blow. I screamed. I scrumped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Lawrence and Condola. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but go ahead. What were you about to say?
1: I was going to say, I was literally about to say, how about Lawrence and Condola taking accountability for um, both of their missteps early on. Um, Lawrence is low key giving Condola some eyes. I don't know if you peeped them, but I definitely. uh Come on
0: now, got a I, I, I twinkle. Was, I, of course, I peeped
1: them. Yeah, so it's interesting, uh, cause niggas, I told you they gonna creep back. It's not just being cool. You know what I'm saying, like okay, now I'm going to be helpful. We see that now she's loosening the reins and is letting Lawrence get uh, baby Eli or Ja, whichever. Um, So he's able to take him. We see he's on the solid foods. Um, Lawrence brings him back. And now you want to be Mr. Fix-It again, like the previous season, season four, when he was fixing her up. her sink, hopefully that shelf doesn't like collapse or anything. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I actually like them. I liked them as a couple <laughs> when they were kicking it. Um I'm not mad at them trying to figure out because that's the reality of the situation when you have these um children. You have to figure out how you guys are going to navigate that co parenting situation. And, Especially um, if it was sort of a non-conventional situation.
0: All right. So I have a question, and I'm trying to think of the best way to ask it um, to get to my full point.
1: Okay.
0: And it's something something I meant to discuss with you last week. Um, Okay. Do you think... So remember at the end of two episodes ago when Issa and Lawrence made eye contact in the hospital? Yes. Did they really make eye contact? Do you think that was an Issa said? Oh, no, they
1: made eye contact. He saw I her. I made
0: eye contact, too, okay? So, I'm yeah. under that. So, we haven't seen Lawrence's response to that. Like, obviously, he didn't tell Condola. We don't know who he's told or if he mentioned to anybody that he saw Lawrence the same way Issa mentioned to her girls that she saw Lawrence at the hospital. I'm saying all this as is he getting with Condola or giving Condola those eyes because he really wants to? Because I don't. I, I think if he thought Issa was still on the table, I don't think he'd be moving the same way he would with Condola. Do you agree or disagree with that?
1: I disagree because
0: okay. the family first.
1: Uh, they got an infant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. that's fair. That's a fair. That's a fair, um,
1: fair. Even though Condola may not be the one that he wanted. Um, I'm not going to say she's there, but she's there. Um, and they have a child, an infant, at that again. Um, so, it's it ain't problem. been that long since he's been in it. You know? A <laughs> right. year? So, uh, no, I think he's giving her those eyes because we also know that Lawrence is um I'm not going to call him a fuck nigga today. Um, hey, but, man. but we know that he's a relationship dude, for real, for real. Um, and he always wants to be perceived as the good guy. So, now that he's moved back, and I'm not saying he's manipulating the situation. I'm just saying he gets to be, quote unquote, the good guy that he always wants to be for real, for real, now that he's back. And some of that is maybe seeing what seeing if he can make his family work.
0: Very, very well said. Um, I, I enjoyed seeing them from the last time we saw them picking up the phone, being adults, being mm-hmm. mature. You know, this isn't working. What do we do? Just seeing them in that good space. Um, obviously a big sticking point from episode three was when Lawrence tried to take uh Elijah and Condola decided it wasn't time and you start this episode with him dropping Elijah off so you know they're in a better spot. Right. Um, I love the the words of affirmation for both parties, you know, Condola telling Lawrence that he's a good dad. Um even the way that they go about feeding Elijah and kind of learning these things with each other. He's helping with the dishes, helping with the laundry, building shelves. Regardless of what those intentions are, um, as you kind of mentioned, and him just listening because one thing I do appreciate, and I didn't really even notice it the first go round, but how vulnerable it was for Condola to open up about the idea of not having Elijah because she was yeah. in a spot with Lawrence. You know, I, I'm sure there were a lot of women that could relate to that you know, scenario. And you know, him saying that, you know, I know everything was rough between us, but if it didn't happen, you, you know, I wouldn't have Elijah, he's the best thing to happen to me. That was very Real and very vulnerable, um, so I appreciate the show tapping into that.
1: It was. I, I appreciate that too. Um, I'm Condola saying that was shocking to me. Um, I, that means Lawrence was acting an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said he was an asshole, but he had to have been acting a real, true lie asked for her to feel like that because she the one who said you ain't got to be involved so to be so adamant i'm having this baby whether you're here or not to because we are not in a great space i don't even know if i want to go through with this um and i know pregnancy hormones have you all over the place but it had to have been really really tumultuous to go from such a strong stance to damn I lowkey don't even want to have this baby at this point um if I'm going to have to deal with this shit so shout out to them for for navigating that and if they get back to, if they try and it works out I really won't be mad at that because I liked them um in general, unfortunately, to Issa's point when she was talking to amal um on Thanksgiving last year last season, you know she gets the version that i she gets grown up Lawrence I never got that um and sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles it is what it is um for this season it's it's a better fit
0: I'm Loki saudi you uh, saw at me yeah, only because I had a very passionate conversation with someone about Lawrence. Like, I was defending Lawrence, like, and uh, you just brought up good points that I can't really defend. And, um, yeah, we're supposed hey, to make life easier for the you. defenders out here. But, yeah, Lawrence must have been acting the ass. So, damn. He
1: had to have been acting. It oh. was cool.
0: we, that's enough Lawrence slander for today. All right. <laughs>
1: Shout out to him taking care of his family. I, hey, as much shit as I be talking about these niggas and these random babies, I'm not mad at you trying to make your situation work um, for what's in the best interest of all parties involved. And if that's a romantic relationship, if that's taking custody or trying to get custody, if that is just a genuine co-parenting biomass relationship, I'm not mad at that. You have to figure out, what you're gonna do because y'all have people say 18 years but really y'all have a lifetime of having to be around each other having to navigate um your child or children's lives and who wants to be fussing and fighting and arguing all the time like it's too much energy
0: that's a lot of energy nobody wants to do it so um yeah shout out to Lawrence for making the family work that's shout a good out to one.
1: all the parents out there
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good <laughs> <laughs> uh Let's just kind of tie it all together with Issa, Nathan, and Lawrence because that's going to be an interesting trio moving forward. Nathan surprised me this episode. I was not expecting him to, you mentioned accountability earlier, not accountable for his own actions, the way he responded to things, him being vulnerable, him opening up, saying that he's always loved Issa, um, but that he's never said it before, and he was in his head, and that's something he has to work on and he has a problem of avoiding things like he there was a real big scene that I was not expecting from Lawrence based off how last episode ended. What did you, you think from Nathan? What did you th- I'm sorry, excuse me, with Nathan. Uh what did you think about that conversation?
1: I wasn't surprised. <laughs>
0: well, okay. I wasn't
1: surprised at all because he knew his ass was wrong.
0: I thought um, he was I thought he was I thought he was
1: out. I didn't. Okay. I told you. I know these niggas
0: he wasn't out <laughs> Issa was he wasn't
1: all- out Um, I do believe that he's always loved Issa again in the beginning they had a very organic natural beautiful relationship you know it was very comfortable from the jump which you don't get too often some shit that just feels good and is easy off the dribble you know um so I, that wasn't shocking to me to, for me to hear. Um, I knew if he didn't apologize this episode, then it would be next episode that he would be like, you know what, my bad. Um, I do love you. Now, the reality is, Issa, she love that nigga, but she don't love him like that. So.
0: Right. right, because, so, it, you know, this kind of gave me, what? when I was watching this scene, Issa's like when, when she read the text from Nathan and on the phone, you can see her visibly like just not being interested. Like, I'll hear from mm-hmm. the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then you saw her mood change when he told her that he loved her. And, you know, obviously she got geeked. And um, it really reminded me of season one with Lawrence in a bad spot. It looks like the guy is going to work on it. She wasn't, I don't think Isa was expecting him to say that. You know what I mean? So okay, now, mm-hmm. but I'm not all the way sure that I'm really doing what I want to do, and I'm saying that based off obviously the ending of the episode, and we know Issa called Lawrence when she was drunk, and her reaction with him returning the call, like that's that constant back and forth is gonna pop his head up, and it's gonna have to, they're gonna have to really hit ahead head um, and decide what's gonna happen. I, like I said, I've been saying that. I still don't think that. I still don't think that Lawrence and Issa end up together. I All don't right? either. I just think it's too fairy taleish. You know what oh. I mean? I would love to see it, but I don't think it's happening. But I don't... I think Lawrence still has some... He still has a... If it. Nah, I think Issa still... <laughs> she's going to learn some things about herself still from Lawrence. Even if it doesn't mean that they're going to be together. Like, she something with her feelings. I, yes.
1: Um, hmm. Oh, to what you just said reminds me of Molly saying, you know, what? Well, when Nathan said you're back and forth or you're wishy-washy, this is, uh, you're all over the place. This is what we're talking about. Um, Very true. But I don't think that her calling, i that's an interesting perspective that her calling him, calling Lawrence, is a callback to, you know, hitting up Daniel because... Lawrence wasn't doing what she needed That's I had not considered that um, I also know what it's like like I'm drunk and I want to talk to my man whether I'm speaking to him or not like <laughs> I'm about to call my niggas what are you talking about but, but
0: she with Nathan
1: Nathan is not her nigga like that <laughs> it is not the same it is not the same Nathan he did it to himself <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Uh, Yeah,
1: no, it's it's not the same. So my looking at that was I want to talk to him because I'm already IG stalking him. I've seen him. Now Kelly done spilled the beans that uh, Lawrence and Candola were beefing at Simone's party, which I low-key thought they were going to touch on uh, Issa and Molly not being there, but... um, we brushed over that. <laughs> well, it um, ain't
0: got to be said, apparently.
1: Right. But maybe I don't quite understand. Even though I understood it then. But I just wanted them to say, you know, well, I'm glad you didn't come or something. You know, I don't know. Um, But that's why she called him to me. Because it's just one more thing that's an end. Like, let me call. I want to talk to him. I'm lit. I'm drunk. That's still her person, you know, and that's to what Tiffany was saying, like the smart choice. Not that I'm advocating uh, for you doing some nut shit, but smart choice, best choice, whatever works for you. And Lauren, Nathan, unfortunately, the, everybody's going to get hurt in this situation. Let me just say that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Everybody's going to get hurt. Nathan going to get hurt. Isa's gonna get hurt, Lawrence is gonna get hurt because nobody is gonna end up with the other. But that phone call, it just uh, it uh, opened the can or what's it called? What's that saying? I didn't open a can of beans, but can it can definitely I opened a can of worms.
0: You think, Isa, do you think Isa yeah. regretted call like? When when he when she got that return call, do you think she was looking back like, man, why did I call this nigga? Or
1: probably, but she's still gonna answer.
0: Mm,
1: oh no, right. she it went to voicemail. She gonna call him back or all text right. him.
0: Well, we got three more episodes, and there's a lot of it's uh, a lot that can unfold.
1: There it is. What a did lot. you think of uh, Kelly spilling that Lawrence and Condola were beefing at the party? Did you pay that any mind, or is that just, like, a woman thing?
0: I think it was just Kelly's way of just letting Issa know that she dodged a bullet. Um, I don't know if it was any kind of... I didn't take it as uh she was looking to let Issa know there was hope. I think it was just like, hey... They just didn't okay. look... You know, because I think, I think that, as friends, they might have thought that Issa was internalizing it and saying, of course, they're going to get back together and kind of blame... Like, down to herself for it, and like, look, it ain't even what you think it is. It ain't even all that cracked up. You good. Your life is cool. Be happy with I what... I think
1: you. two things can be true. I, I agree, but I think two things can be true. Okay. It, yeah, it's a little bit of bitch. <laughs> you do not want to be tangled up in this, but also, wink, wink, if you want your man, he there.
0: <laughs> we gonna see. We gonna see in next week. We are
1: gonna see. We will
0: see. Is there anything else, like big items, big topics that you want to cover? Absolutely.
1: The soundtrack. Can we get into Last Night by Diddy and uh, Dirty Money, Keisha Cole? Classic. Um, John Legend, Green Light, Ohio's very own.
0: Classic. Shout Um, out to Three Stacks.
1: Shout out to Three Stacks. But then um, the ending song, the closing song, I Shazam that so quick. The Distance by Gavin Turek. Let me tell you, shout out to Issa, shout out to Raphael Sadiq, uh, the whole radio production crew, all of that, because the music was on point this episode, as with every other episode. But I was a huge fan of the musical selections this week
0: yeah I think in our preview episode we mentioned i don't think there's I don't think there's ever been a TV show with s- such a dope soundtrack. They just continue in this episode in particular, like you said um they continue to just set the bar so shout out to all of them and shout out to the cinematography um there's yeah. one where the overhead shot with the four of them when Kelly and Easter were laying down on the balcony and um mm-hmm. uh, Ollie and Tiffany were standing up that was an incredible shot like I can see that. I can see that in a bunch of people's houses. Like I can see people trying to look for posters of that. Right, uh, right. A couple quick hitters before we get out of here. Um, one thing that just cracked me up for some reason when Issa said Denver, Denver like the omelet. <laughs> Typical Issa response. Typical. Yeah. Lastly, have you ever had cool ranch and cookies?
1: Nigga, not ever. Not never. I wish somebody would waste that cookie dough like that. I would be
0: livid. No. Like, that doesn't even sound I love I love cookie dough and cool ranch.
1: Right, but two they don't go together at all.
0: Nah, like Issa and Nathan.
1: <laughs> like um, Issa and Nathan.
0: Yeah. How that, about
1: uh <laughs> go
0: ahead, go ahead.
1: How about little Benjamin being a bad influence on Kelly? I think that's low-key more believable than that, Kelly being a bad influence.
0: <laughs> that whole sequence of dialogue was funny. That whole sequence of dialogue was funny. But yeah, I did get a kick out of that as well. Um, I'm really just excited to see these last three episodes even though I am disappointed that we only got three more. Um, I think they're doing a good job of ending it. I really do. I, even, I was thinking earlier, even when I look back at like episode one, like episode one was good. It was it enjoyable. It was. It just you wasn't enjoyable in real time. So as I get time to reflect on these and look at it as a whole, they're really doing a good job of closing this whole chapter. Um,
1: they are. And the last few episodes make me appreciate the first few episodes a little bit more that I wasn't as big a fan of, so I do like the way that they're wrapping it on up,
0: yeah, no doubt anything else before we get out of here?
1: um did you by chance uh take a look on the extras on the h b o max app and see um they stay looking?
0: I literally saw that um maybe 15 minutes before we started recording today
1: okay same i didn't see it earlier either so i'm gonna have to catch that which uh looks like looking for latoya but looking for a baby boy <laughs>
0: yeah we gonna we yeah, I'm, i gotta listen just because i'm just curious to see how they're gonna do it but very clever them just uh Continuing that whole world, I think it's pretty dope. The show within the show is something I'm really missing. But oh, previews next week we do get the return we of see Mira, bitch. Yes,
1: and Bars.
0: Bars was weak, but the bank account. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how these last three episodes.
1: Yeah, we see Crenshaw next week as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of uh. We see Nathan and Issa at her art walk. It looks like art walk is next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nathan and Issa are there and they're. I'm sure, they're bound to run into somebody,
1: uh, probably Lawrence. I don't know who was at the sure. last art walk <laughs> on that yeah. beautiful ass evening.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Three more episodes, enjoy Three them, people. live in a moment, enjoy them. Um, uh, Rachel and myself, we decided that we are going to, for the last episode, the finale, we're gonna hold a couple Zoom calls. We're going to hold one before the finale um, and after the finale. When I say before, I don't mean like directly before. We're, we're, we'll give you dates and times and things like that. And if you're interested, please hit us up, DM us, um, and let us know so we can actually join us. Um, we'll talk about this more as the weeks go on, but we just want to have more interaction with y'all. A lot I think of,
1: it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of y'all hit us up and just kind of add things that you, you wish you could have jumped in and said in the conversation. So, Now's the opportunity to do so. We look forward to that. Um, I just want to kind of open up the door for everybody to, you know, talk. You can do audio. You can do video. It's up to you. Um, but we all love this show, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it pouring out that way. Um, Absolutely. I think that's about it. Um, anything else, Ray?
1: Um, I'm good to go. Uh, you know.
0: I'm about I to. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, no Thank doubt. Thank you
1: so much for listening, for sharing Continue to like, share, subscribe, uh, tweet us, message us, text us, whatever. However you need to get your, uh, your shit off.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Phone line, Twitter, all that is always open. I'm about to watch Soul Food because Rachel is actually going to be joining the Culture Garden podcast. We're going to be recording Soul Food soon. It's on HBO Max, so I might as well get a jump on that. Just a little shameless plug, plug for the Culture Garden podcast. Shout, Shout out, out to, to the
1: Culture Garden. Shout out to school.
0: No doubt, no doubt. But we'll be coming back with y'all next week. Y'all be cool how y'all be cool. Peace.